Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. All right, so we're going to get into our message today. I'm going to start by telling you a little story. So my wife and I live over in Osceola, and a week ago on Friday afternoon, we had decided to go for a walk. It's one of those things we like to do together. It was a nice day in the afternoon, so we went for a walk or we were going to go for a walk. So we're driving there, and if you live anywhere near near Osceola, you know that there are these train tracks, right? And there's always a train on them. So we were headed to uh, Cobus Creek. It's a great place to go for a walk. And as we were driving there, we found the train, and we're like, oh, do we want to wait for this train? It's not hardly even moving, or do we want to just pull over here? Because they're at Bago uh, Park, there is a way to get to it off of Mishawaka Road. And so we parked there. There's like three or four cars parked there. And we decided, hey, we'll just park here. There's a couple of people sitting in cars, but we're just going to go ahead and, and go for a quick walk here in the woods. So we went for a 40-minute walk, came back to our car. Uh, the cars that were parked by us were gone by this time. Uh, but again, this is, I don't know, three or four in the afternoon, a lot of cars driving by. And so I got into my car and I started it and I heard this and I don't have a car like that. All right. I don't have a Mustang. I just have this Honda Pilot. It's not supposed to sound like that. And I'm like, something's not right. And so I turned the car off. I looked underneath and sure enough, my catalytic converter was gone. Yes. Middle of the day, during the daytime. Somebody had come through and cut off my catalytic converter while we did a 40-minute walk. So you know what happened to me? I lost a little faith in humanity that day, right? Lost a little trust in in those people. In fact, uh, the people that were sitting in the cars around me, in fact, I don't think I'll ever park there again. I mean, I just kind of decided... If we ever want to go there, we're going to have to park somewhere else. We're not going to park there because I lost my catalytic converter. Now, the good news was that the muffler shop right down the road was open. They got me in, put a new one on just in a couple of hours. So I got it fixed the same day. But when we trust someone or trust something and they don't come through for us or they fail us, it hurts, right? It hurts. So trust is something we're going to be talking about a little bit today. Um, when, whenever I talk about trust, I always think of trust falls. <laughs> trust falls are dependent on two things, right? First, the person falling has to actually fall. Right? They have to trust that someone's going to catch them. And then someone has to actually catch them. That's kind of important. And when they do, you know, trust is established. When they don't, well, that's not so good. But I have a quick video of a trust fall. There are hundreds of them on the internet, but I I tried to get one that really just cracked me up. So watch this one. You can see what's going to go wrong here already, right? (laughs) That still cracks me up. look painful, right? More for the guy that was doing the catching, but I'm guessing that neither one of them will ever participate in a trust fall again. Um, They lost their trust. And have you heard about these glass bridges? Have you heard about those? Uh, It takes a lot of trust to walk on one of those. Here's a picture of one in China. Yeah. 
And uh, they've actually replaced some of those panels with an, uh, a TV screen, basically. And then when you stand on it, it cracks. Like it shows a crack on the TV screen just to mess with you. But uh, yeah, I don't have enough trust to walk on one of those, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then how about those emails that you get that say, hey, if you do this, you know, you'll win $1,000, right? Trust one of those. I got, I got one of those this week. This one looks pretty, pretty legit, doesn't it? You know, your opinion is needed for COVID-19 vaccine research. So I actually said, I clicked here and said, all right, I get a free prize if I take this five-question survey. And at the end of the survey, it says, pick from one of these gifts. One of those was an iPad Pro. Right. I'm going to get an iPad Pro for doing a five-question survey. All they needed was my credit card to pay for shipping and handling. What do you think? Do you think I should do it? It's still on my desk. No. I shouldn't trust that. Uh, in life, there are some things we can trust, and there are things that we just, we just shouldn't trust. But today, we're going to read a scripture where Jesus talks about something that we shouldn't put our trust in. It's money. Jesus says we shouldn't put our trust in our money. And we're going to read about that today. So we're in a series called The Good Stuff, studying the words of Jesus. And in this series, we're studying what I call the, the good stuff in the Bible. It's the, the, the frosting in the middle of an Oreo cookie, you know, the cream in the middle there. It's the best stuff. And it's, it's what Jesus said during his three years of ministry here on earth. And so each week we've been taking a section of that scripture and studying it. Last week, we taught a message called Answered Prayers, Insights on Praying More Effectively. And if you missed that service, I'd encourage you to watch it online, um, where we learn how Jesus tells us, really teaches us how we can pray more effectively, have uh, more answers to our prayers. So you can watch that one online. But we're going to be in Luke chapter 12 today. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the first four books of the New Testament, and you can turn there if you would like. Now, in this section of Scripture, someone in the crowd is asking Jesus to make a judgment on a financial dispute, and it wasn't uncommon for people to, to come to Jesus and say, hey, Jesus, what do you think about this, or can you make a judgment on that? And I really like his response because Jesus doesn't speak directly to the situation. He addresses the core issue that brought this situation to bear, and it is greed. He talks about greed. So Luke chapter 12, starting with verse 13. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable, the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? 
This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. Now, I'll be honest with you. Um, I didn't just put this message together this week because many of us received our stimulus checks. Um, some of you don't believe that, I know. Uh, this has been in the works for a couple of months, but it is pretty timely, I think. Uh, our, our title for today's message is Generosity, Battling Against Our Love of Money. And I'm going to give us three things that I think we can learn from this story that Jesus taught. But if you would, pray with me, and I'll pray for the message. So, Lord, we come to you right now, Father, and we pray that you would speak to our hearts. Uh, we do not want to be labeled as greedy. That's not something that we want to be known as, Lord. So, Father, I pray that you would speak to our hearts and help us today to put money in its rightful place, God. Give me your words to speak, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, three lessons to learn from the rich man's story. You can fill these in on your handout if you would like. First of all, money isn't trustworthy. Money is not trustworthy. So in the story, the rich man has a banner year, has lots of crops. And in verse 18, he says, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store up all my grains and my goods. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. So the rich man sees his bountiful harvest. And the first thing he thinks about is himself. First thing he thinks about is himself. Because back then, grain was equal to money. So to have barns full of grain meant that he was a rich man and would be a rich man for many years to come. His first thought was to put all of his trust in his abundant wealth. Well, I believe in our country today that we put too much trust in money. I really think we do. In our, we, we put our trust in our economy that it will continue to grow. We put our trust in our health that we will be able to continue to work and make money. We put our trust in our businesses that they will stay open and continue to give us jobs moving forward. But that's not always the case. Many people thought that the Uniroyal plant in Mishawaka was going to be around forever. Anybody remember the Uniroyal plant? A few of us here. Well, in 19, this is a picture of them working on tires. Uniroyal made tires and other things. But in 1986, not that long ago, they were the largest employer in Mishawaka. Had 10,000 employees in Mishawaka. But it was later bought and sold, eventually closed its doors just a decade later in 1997. And then here's a picture on June 17th of 2000 where they demolished the buildings. You know, all of those years of building that company up and it was gone in 30 seconds. It's Buda Park today. And I would bet that those employees in 1986, when they're part of the biggest employer in town, they thought they'd have their jobs forever. End up retiring from me or having their kids retire from this business. And really, just a decade later, they closed the doors. Things can change pretty quickly. I mean, we've seen a lot of that in 2020, haven't we? In this past year, Pier 1 Imports, you know, closed, JCPenney, J. Crew. 
a stock and field right up the street. In fact, I just read an article today that someone else is buying them. They're going to try to keep them open. But when I wrote this a few days ago, um, they were closing as well. All filed bankruptcy this past year. So we really can't trust that our place of employment is going to be around forever. We can't put our faith in that, our trust in that. Or how about retirement savings? You know, we, we think about, well, we just work really hard, maybe multiple different jobs, but we'll retire one day. We'll have all this money in the bank and we'll retire. Well, let's face it. We, we really can't put all of our trust in our retirement either. Most of us, if we have uh, retirement savings is in the stock market. Do you guys remember what happened back in 2020? That's what happened in 2020. It dropped 33% in just a matter of like two months. Now it's rebounded since then, but that wasn't guaranteed. So we really shouldn't put all of our, our faith in our retirement savings either. How about Social Security? Can we put all of our trust in that? I hear some giggles out there already. The Social, Social Security Trust Fund is predicted to run out by 2037. That's right when I'm eligible for retirement. Isn't that nice timing for that? So now what they say is they'll just cut our benefits unless our kids raise their taxes to give us our full benefits. What do you think the chances are our kids are going to raise their taxes to hope you're laughing too hard on that one, right? But we probably shouldn't put all of our trust in Social Security either. So maybe we should take all of our money and put it in physical assets, gold, silver, you know, properties, things like that. Well, Scripture speaks to that. Matthew 6, 19, it says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. The reality is if you buy gold and silver and stick it in a safe, there's no guarantee that thieves aren't going to find that. But we, we can't put our trust in money. We just can't do that. Money isn't trustworthy. Now, you might not think that you do put your trust in money. I don't think, I mean, I didn't think that I did either but a few years ago, when we were starting this church, I went from a consistent paycheck, you know, every other week, automatic deposit, to, uh, I don't have a job right now. I don't have a consistent paycheck. I have to kind of look for work and do that kind of a thing. And it messed with me a little bit because I couldn't trust that I was going to have the money to pay the bills week by week. It kept me up at night. I mean, there were other reasons I was up at night when we were starting this church, but finances was one of those. And I was realizing I really put a lot of trust in that automatic deposit every other week. And we tend to do that. Many of us do. My dad grew up doing, uh, owning a construction company, just himself and maybe a couple other employees. And I worked for him for a while. But I remember growing up, that uh, he would be finishing a job on Friday and he wouldn't know what was going to happen on Monday. But he would just pray and ask God and then by Monday morning, he was starting another job. One came in through the weekend. And, uh, you know, I'm a little envious of that because my dad learned to trust God 
or his finances, much more so than many of us who have learned to depend and trust our finances to take care of us. That automatic deposit. But guys, we need to trust God more than money. You can fill this in on your handout. Let's not wait until we are broke to trust God more than our money. Let's not wait until we don't have it to learn that we really need to be trusting God to begin with. Second lesson is that tomorrow isn't guaranteed. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This rich man thought that all of this wealth was for him and for his future. He didn't know that this was going to be his last day here on earth. We are not guaranteed tomorrow. None of us are guaranteed tomorrow. We all remember Kobe Bryant, incredible basketball player, really good guy. Um, died in a tragic helicopter accident last year. You know, it hit me pretty hard because this guy had everything going for him. Very charismatic personality, nice family, more money than he knew what to do with. And at 41 years old, his money didn't mean anything. It was all gone. Last year was a tragic year for many of us. We probably all know someone who lost their life last year or in the last 12 months. I know that we have friends, family members. And in every case, when I look at that person's life, we thought, they thought they had many, many years in front of them. But we just don't know. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. James 4.13 says, Now listen, you who say... Today or tomorrow, we will go on to this city or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. While you do not even know what will happen tomorrow, what is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. We aren't going to live forever here on earth. Our lives are pretty short. We're just a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. So how does this apply to our finances? Our finances are not supposed to be all about us taking care of ourselves. We need to be generous with our finances. Don't hang on to all of it. Give some away. And then by giving it away, we are blessed in eternity. And that's my last point for today. Eternal investments are greater than financial investments. Eternal investments are, man, just so much greater than what we can invest here on earth. Back to our scripture. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich toward God. And that's the key point. Storing up things for ourselves versus being rich toward God. Now, I will say it is, it is still wise to invest in our retirement. I'm not saying don't do that, okay? But we've already learned money isn't trustworthy, right? We're not guaranteed tomorrow. So there is more wisdom in investing in our eternal retirement. 
Now think about it. If you live to be 90 and you happen to retire at 65, you have 25 years to live out your retirement, right? So many of us will spend most of our lives planning for those 25 years, making sure that we're well taken care of for those 25 years. But let's talk about what happens at 90 years old. So at 90 years old or so, give or take a few years, then you die and you pass on to eternity. So how long are we going to be in eternity? For eternity, right? <laughs> forever, you know? So forever is so much greater than 25 years. So to put all of our energy, all of our money into planning, planning and preparing for those 25 years and not planning and preparing for eternity is foolish. It just really is. Jesus said it this way. We already read the first part of this. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But here, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So there is such a thing as storing up treasures in heaven, planning for our eternal retirement. So how do we do that? By giving money away. That's, that's basically it. By giving our money away, by being generous to others. When we do that, we are planning for and investing into our eternal retirement. Here's three scriptures I want to read that point to that. First of all, in Luke chapter 12, Jesus says, sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. When we give to the poor, we will have purses that don't wear out to store our eternal treasures in. So giving to the poor. Luke 14 says, But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. I love that concept of when we're kind and giving to people who can't pay us back. God says, hey, that's on me. And I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless your socks off when you make it to heaven one day. And then the last scripture, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 says, Command those who are rich in this present world. By the way, that's all of us. Just so you know, I've been around the world. And whenever scripture talks about those who are rich, if you're if you live in the United States of America, you would be considered rich because you're in the top 10% of the world. You just are by, by living here. So most of the time when there's a scripture that's a warning to the rich, we should take it personal. Even if we don't feel rich compared to the people around us, we are so much richer than most of the world. So command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, to be generous and willing to share. 
In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. So do goods, do good and be generous with our finances. Be willing to share. And when we do this, we are building up treasures in heaven, preparing for our eternal retirement. So here's your last fill-in. Our eternal 401k is funded with money given away. This is how we do it. So let's be generous. Let's be a generous church. Next week, we are taking up a special offering for our church plant that we're going to be sending to the Northside Gateway Vineyard Church. Be prepared. Come prepared to be generous and bless them. Because I will tell you, they are going to bless the north side of Elkhart. They're going to tell people about Jesus. They're going to help the poor. And so when we bless that church, we're helping. And side note, when you give here at Lighthouse, 10% of everything you give, we give away for outreach and missions. So again, when you're, when you're supporting the church, you're also investing into outreach and missions. You're helping the poor as well. I'm going to turn ministry time over to Doug and Lee over in the beacon. Invite Matt to come up and lead us in a time of prayer. So I think what I want to pray about this morning God kept giving me the word faith, faith. And let me try to explain what, what he's talking. So Clint talked a lot about, um, you know, storing up heavenly treasures and not, not treasures um, here on earth. And I think for us, sometimes it's hard to see that because we can't see it. We can't see it. It's hard for us to believe in that, that we're going to get hurt because we, we see it on earth. Um, so for example, the email that, that Clint shared, you know, if he would have gave his credit card number, somebody's going to take his money. Somebody's going to use that credit card. Like that's how we as humans see that. Um, for me personally, like if I see um, somebody panhandling or begging on the street, like Sometimes I'm reluctant, not sometimes, most of the time, if not all the time, I'm trying to think if I've ever, I, I don't want to give them money because I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, they're just going to go to the liquor store or whatever, because I see that because we're, we're all, we see these earthly things. And so it's hard for us then to have faith that our father is going to guarantee those things. And so that's what I really want to pray about, that if, that if you have a hard time with the faith in that, that's what I want to pray for. So it's faith. I'm praying for faith, but it's it's faith in, I guess, the the godly guarantees that he that he's giving us, if that makes sense. And I and I, and I think this is pretty specific to this message on giving, like with our with our finances that that. You know, because faith is this broad, right? And so we're talking a lot about faith. But I think, I think God's calling us that if, if you need to have more faith, that if I 
give my money away that I'm that I really am storing up treasures in heaven. If you need some more faith in that avenue, would you stand? And I think I'm in on this as well. I think I'm in on this as well. Like, like you said, here on earth, we want that. We put, even in our retirement account, right? I have money in my retirement. And I'll occasionally look at it to see like, how much is it going up or down? Like, I want to see that. And we don't, when we put faith in God, we don't, God doesn't give us a yearly annual statement that says, oh, here's where you're, you know? And so it's hard then for us to see that. Thank you guys for standing. I'm going to pray uh, for them. If you would, if somebody's near you, if you can ask them for permission to put the hand on or you can raise out, raise out a hand. But So I'm going to pray. So God, I pray for trust, I think, to come into this. That's the word I want to pray for is that, that us, and I'm in this too, God, that, that we would trust that when we give things away, specifically money, God, when we give those away, that, that it's, it is storing up treasures in heaven. And God, it's hard for us to see that because we, um, we sometimes get jaded by the things that happen on earth. So I pray for, for that separation now, God, that, um, that again, that trust and that the feeling that, that heaven is not like earth. That when you say you will store up treasures in heaven, God, that we believe it with all of our hearts. God, I also pray for those standing. I pray for a sign too, that that you would give us the sign. Your scripture, I believe it's in Malachi and it says, when he's talking about giving to the, to the storehouse, it says, test me in this and see if I don't open the floodgates of heaven. So I just pray for that this morning, that you open when, when they're generous, those that are standing and even those that are not standing, God, that you would open the floodgates of heaven. God, I thank you. Thank you for being willing to um, to be our number one investment that we can invest in you. We praise you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys for standing. I'm also, so there's two opportunities. I want to open one more up with that, with that word faith. I think God is also calling you that if you, um, if you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, I want you, I'll be right down here. I want you to um, come and be with me because God put that word on my heart. I think he put it on for the ministry time, but also if you've, if you've never declared, if you want to put your faith in Jesus Christ, I want to talk to you up here. I'll pray for you. 
Um, but if you have any other prayer requests, we do have a prayer team um, that will meet you up here. Um, yeah, let me just say a general prayer um, and then we'll be dismissed. So God, I just thank you for this morning. Thank you for, um, again, thank you for um, the mothers and fathers and the children that were dedicated to you, God. We thank you for Pastor Clint's uh, message, God. And I just pray for uh, for that prayer team that, um, that you will answer prayers this morning as well. Thank you uh, for carving out time in our day to come and meet with you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys for worshiping or for coming this morning. Um, you guys are free to go, but yeah, if you want to respond to any prayer, come on up. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofinner.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.